G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and shine on Australia's Vision Christian Radio. So I love it when people come in the studio and I start to feel quite lonely in my little studio across the ditch. But Craig Hawkins has joined DJ in the studio. Good morning, Craig. G'day, Becky. How are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. We're looking forward to getting to know you a little bit more. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. Now, you, you, you've come to us uh, from Tasmania. Yes, not a Tasmanian originally, but I've been there 20-odd years now. Okay, well, you're nearly a local. Oh, nearly so you're a local. nearly a local. You're nearly a local, Craig, nearly. Uh, now, your, your background, Craig, uh, have you always been someone who's been into science, bi- biology, things like that, or what's your background? Uh, so my, my background post-school has been in forestry. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I got a love of the forest as a kid um, and, and, and wanted to go out and do practical sort of management sort of role. So I did a science degree at the Australian National University in Canberra. Yes. As part of my forestry role, we ended up moving to Tasmania when I was uh, first married uh, to Rochelle, and uh, she started work in a seahorse farm. She, she's also <laughs> a scientist, so she's wow. got a oh, wow. biology degree, yeah. And uh, a seahorse farm. I, I've yeah. never heard of a seahorse farm. I'm imagining stables, you know, they're shoeing horses, <laughs> they're saddle, little saddles, anything. No, I've got it all wrong. Yeah, little yeah. people riding them and all sorts of things, breaking them in. Yeah. I love it. Now, what, is it, what, what do you do on a seahorse farm? Yeah, so it was originally started to, uh, to breed seahorses for the Chinese traditional medicine market. Wow. The Chinese eat them. But no. it didn't. It didn't really work for that with, with the original investors, and um, uh, we we ended up buying it, and we now sell them around the world for ornamental purposes. Wow! Wow! So that's oh, that's wow. your, your, your main thrust there. Now, did you you and your wife, uh, as scientists, did you come to faith late in life? Was it early? What's what's the journey there of bringing your faith and science together? Yeah. So we were. Um, both brought up in Christian families. My father was a Church of Christ pastor. Oh, uh, Rochelle was a Baptist. Uh, so when I first met her, she said, "Repent and be Baptist." <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. like a good yeah. Baptist would exactly. Yeah, but uh, we both um, had an interest in science and um, and and did our degrees. Yeah, and just uh, went from there. I was influenced uh, early. I mean, with the creation um, work with through John McKay and Ken Ham. Actually, when I was fifteen year old. Fifteen years old came to my place. Wow! And, um, yeah, wow! So, so that that was a, that was a formative part of your you know thinking about the world of science and everything and having the faith integrated by these you know two two legends in the uh, in the faith mm. science area. Well, very much so because my first lecture at university, the dean of science there said, "Don't bring your Christianity into this university." Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, how, so I know there's a lot of young people listening right now who would be in your the same shoes that you were in. Yeah, for sure. Give them some advice. What would what should they do? What did you do in that situation? Well, I, I did have a strong understanding of the scriptures, and, and that's probably the foundational uh, point that you need to uh, hold to. If you've got mm. a good understanding of scripture and, uh, and, and a high trust in it, then you'll, you'll get through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you're going to be taught a lot of other things, um, contrary really to what the scriptures tell you. 
Now, is there some sort of Hollywood moment here with that same Dean of Science four years later was uh, repenting with you and said, hey, buddy boy, you're all right or anything or never never work like that? No, it didn't work like that. <laughs> no, bless. It often does. So how did you, you – you, so you sort of, you know, met John and Ken and did you go out like on a dig with them or how did you sort of come more involved in creation ministries and things like that? Well, not in those days, but we did have the creation magazines, which John was the editor of in those days, um, sitting around our house. My dad's very not a scientist, mm. um, yeah. but he saw the the importance of them and, and, and subscribed and they would lay around and we, we read them and we were really uh, encouraged and strengthened by them. So I had a good foundation yeah. um, in, in the alternative arguments before I'd gone to university. Wow, wow. So, so university happens, you meet your wife, you now have a seahorse farm. Mm. How, does, how does owning a seahorse farm that was originally for Chinese investors, how does that lead you to being more involved in, you know, the creation research, creation discovery, all the creation museum type of stuff? How, where, where does that road, how, what does that look like? Rochelle and I always had a passion for creation uh, outreach, thought that we'd love to do a museum, and uh, I'd sort of lost a bit of touch with John in the, in the intervening times, but in the early 2000s, uh, we touched base again, and, um, and it grew from there. We did a debate down in Launceston against the atheists. Wow. A very successful debate. Wow. It had nearly 500 people in the auditorium. Wow. And, uh, and they, we, we flew them in, actually, the atheist debaters from the mainland, and they, they sent their best ones, and... We recorded it. They didn't, and we sell the DVD, so you can, <laughs> you can see who won. Proof is in the pudding there. Exactly. The proof is that. in the pudding. I love that. I love that. So, uh, so slowly getting more involved, and now you you uh, have, is it called the Creation Discovery Centre in Tasmania? Yeah, so we had a... We had big plans, yes, and uh, but we, we started off in a, a small shed that we had available as part of our lease uh, at the Seahorse mm-hmm. Farm, and uh, and we'd like to grow it in time. As one, once people really see the vision and, and get behind us, um, that would be fantastic. There's other museums that Creation Research has around the world, which is fantastic, and we're even looking at one now um, in Brisbane. So that will be mm. an exciting thing. Stay tuned Ooh. for that. Yeah, um, it's really exciting. John John really has got an, a collection of world class fossils. Yes, these are. Yeah. This is incredible, and really the. The tongues would be hanging out of some of the museum curators around the world if they saw his collection. Wow, wow! So your 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 mission, uh, you know, obviously with John, uh, you know, big shout out to John Mackay, the creation guy here. Uh, you know, your your vision is to see some of these creation, you know, museums and discovery centres popping up, all, you know, all over Australia. Well, well, that would be a great thing. Yeah, yeah. ultimately, all the all the main museums around Australia originally started off as uh, as things that were there to declare the wonders of God's creation, but yes. they've obviously gone down the other path now. Um, so it would be good to have these things spring up around the place, but it's been, even our one in, in Tasmania has been a fantastic witnessing tool. Yeah. Um, we've had we've had atheists and I've even had a witch come in and, and be quite impressed with the evidence and, and all sorts of things. Well, okay, so, whoa, 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 stop, stop right there. We, tell me about a witch coming. Again, I've got a very visual <coughs> imagination here, Craig, so I'm imagining a lady in black, pointy <laughs> yeah. hats, broomstick in her hand or anything. She's flown in to the to – the, no, tell me what actually happened there. Well, um, 
she came in and dressed normally yes. <laughs> with a couple of her sons, older sons, and um, they were quite mocking to start with, but wow. they wanted me, for some reason, they, they came in and wanted me to sort of present what we had for them. Yeah. Um, and they were sort of openly laughing at the, at, the, at the start of what I was saying, but by the time I'd had 20 minutes or so with them, wow. the smiles had gone from their faces. The 18, 19-year-old son said, um, we've just got to go out to, a, you know, I think Seahorse World and do a, a tour there. Um, can I come back? And uh, he did that, and, um, and the, the lady went out and said that was really interesting as well, but he did come back. Wow. And he spent more wow. time there and then walked out and said, look, that was really interesting. Thanks so much. Wow. So planting those seeds. Planting seeds. Mm. You know, and it's amazing it's amazing. People forget that the that the, the, the creation story, you know, the biblical creation stories, you know, they're the seeds of the gospel that we are able to then, you know, water years later or time later. That that, that makes sense afterwards. Well, that's right. And we, we had a lady actually um uh, pr- pray a, a prayer of uh, repentance in, in the museum two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. Tell us tell us about that. Well, she'd been witnessed to for quite a number of years by someone in our church who happened to bring them um, while I was presenting to a school group that was visiting that day, and they were just in the back of the room sort of listening on and then uh, then went out, went to the front counter, um, talked to our, our staff there and um, shared with them and um, ended up in tears sort of um, praying a prayer of repentance. Mm. So these museums really can have that sort of impact. Wow. Yeah. That is fantastic, Craig. Now, if people want to get in touch yeah. and support, and Becky, you do that. You do that bit there. You've, I've hardly heard oh, your voice. Oh, that's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, yeah. So, if this is amazing. So, if people want to get on board with the work that you're doing and, you know, the work that John's doing, John Mackay, the creation guy, we love him, huge fans, uh, where can they go? What's the best place for them to find out more? Well, I think uh, if you go through creation research, um, creationresearch.net. Uh, mm-hmm. Online is probably the best best contact. You use plenty of information on our websites there. If, you're, if you've got, if anyone out there's got questions on any particular creation issue, go on to either the askjohnmackay.com website or on the creationresearch.net website and look up the fact file. Love it. Now, love if, it, if, for, it. for all of our Tasmanian uh, listeners mm. and for people who are making holiday in Tasmania, yes. how do they come and actually visit where you are? Where, where are you? What's the details there? Okay, so uh, well, Seahorse World is in Beauty Point. That's very easily found um, in the north of the state, Beauty Point, north of Launceston, and the Creation Discovery Centre is is right next to that. Too easy. So uh, make it. make some time on your Tasmanian holiday to get up to Beauty Point. Absolutely, come and see us. Uh, I still want to work out because we've got John Mackay, the Creation Guy. You know, a bit of a rhyming thing. Have you worked out a rhyming nickname for Craig <laughs> Hawkins? The some no, the no, anti Dawkins no, or no. Craig Hawk, <laughs> and it's not Hawk the Dork. No, <laughs> yeah. so a is it a fossil? That okay, is, and it's a real one. Okay, so Ooh. so Craig, <laughs> Craig is holding up here. We've got a, a fossil and a seahorse, yes. and a, a, so we've got we've got a fo- pass it over uh, yep. here for me, Craig. I want to. A fossil seahorse and a real seahorse showing. All the good things. Yeah, look at this. I you get it in all person. All the good things. So this is a this is a fossil. Do we know how old this fossil is here of a seahorse? Well, 
yeah, from a, a creation perspective, it, it's not that old. It's okay. it's uh, thousands, not millions. Yes. Um, and this is the whole point that uh, seahorses, if you want to claim that they're millions of years old, it's very powerful evidence that things haven't changed um, and that evolution isn't true because seahorses have become seahorses and there's nothing that uh, leads into them and, and suggests uh, some sort of ancestral creature that they've evolved from. Okay, so I'm seeing here on the fossil, and then we've got an actual dried-out seahorse next next to him here. Mm. Pretty much the same thing. Yep, pretty much the same. Yep. I love it. I love it. And that was quite a, they're quite a rare fossil, the seahorse as well. Um, we, yeah. we, we searched for years to find that one, and one of our colleagues, Joseph, over in the UK, was in the USA, saw them at a big um, fossil fair and bought them back to the UK, and a couple of years later we finally got them after COVID to uh, – to Australia, so it's been been great to get them. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.